Hello everybody and welcome back to a brand new episode on your favorite podcast. My name is Coda and I'm your host. Now before we get into it, I would like to address some few changes on the podcast. So one of the major changes that you are bringing about this time around is the name change. The podcast has moved from being called Podcast for the People to Native Society Podcast. Now there's so many reasons behind the name change. But one of the reasons why the podcast has to change the name is because of visibility. And when you go on these social media platforms and podcasting platforms, when you say it's podcast for the people, yeah, you struggle to find this podcast. So Native Society Podcast is easy to find. We are the only one with that name. I'm pleased to say that. So when you go on your favorite podcasting streaming platforms you just type in native society podcast and the first result it is we and we are here as always i'm not here by myself i'm here with my lovely co-host hey novia how are you i'm good how are you Koda? i'm all right i'm just happy to be back doing what i like so to do best I, huh? yeah so hey the year has gone by you know the last time we dropped an episode was like a like year ago you know yeah almost a year ago yeah it was almost a year ago but hey so much has happened mm-hmm. um, uh, how has life been treating you yeah well there are no complaints on my side life is it's okay life is okay really the price is going up everything great is everything is expensive nowadays and you're just coping fine no i'm not coping i mean you you, you complain now and again but you get into the swing of things so you're saying you are now in the swing of things you're moving I mean, all the it's time it's not like complaining is going to change the petrol price or the food prices and you might never know yeah plus unemployment you know i'm unemployed now so i don't have to worry about certain things yeah last time we were podcasting you were still there in university huh i was a student now i'm unemployed <laughs> i was live treating you you know welcome to the real world by the way yeah well we were depressed and we came out of it. Now we're just going with emotions, I guess. You're going with emotions. Uh, it works. It works for some people. Is it working for you? Hell no. Uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, what is that saying? All color seeds. You just have to, you know, deal with it mm-hmm. the best way you can, you know. Yep. But anyway, it's August. Women's Month, how are you feeling about the month? It's just like any other month to me, really. It doesn't have any significant meaning to you? Not to me personally, no. I mean, of course, you get the history of um, documentaries and history lessons about, oh, women did this to for us to honor them with uh, this special holiday that has come in next week but other than that no that's another thing i don't get with our society though why is it women get to get like a whole month and a public holiday you guys get women's day you get mother's day you well, get but the for whole ob- month well for obvious reasons according to me okay because you know women were a part of the marginalized for a very long time so now when stuff like this happens it's not i can say 
heart needs to overcompensate for past injustices and we're, we're still in the process of trying to move on from that but of course you know men are marginalized as well currently and their perspective when they look at the whole ordeal and the preferential treatment that women get okay. they're like oh my god i can't believe women get special treatment like holidays and all these other things i mean even campaigns when you speak about gender-based violence the poster people are women and children they yeah and men are the perpetrators so man is screw men let's focus on the women let's empower women and of course women need to be empowered in a number of ways okay yes so i guess that's where the hype is coming from men also need to be empowered by the way i'm just saying everyone needs to be empowered in an ideal world you it, it would be better if everyone got empowered equally but that's not the case now is it it's definitely not the case because i don't feel empowered i don't know. feel empowered as well but you're a woman you're supposed to be feeling are you not when you apply for these jobs right don't you get uh preferential treatment to say no we're hiring women at this point in time there is um funny thing i noticed when i was like job hunting okay and of course looking for funding um for my studies okay i see that women get a lot of privileges a lot compared to men and as a woman i mean i should be happy that something like that is happening but it's it's, it's a bitter pill, pill to swallow because it's a sad reality for men because men are deliberately excluded from opportunities like those and i i can't just go into my little corner and say oh women are being empowered screw men you know because i'm seeing it i wouldn't want it to happen to me and of course i don't like it when it's happening to men but that's the reality of the situation yeah with that with, with, with what you said i've also noticed that there's a lot of women being given uh, leadership roles right what is your take with women in positions of power i think the whole approach to empowering women is wrong or it's misleading how so because you don't necessarily put women that are qualified in those leadership roles to lead okay you are just trying to project this perfect picture that you know we're empowering women so we're just going to hire women to be in these positions not necessarily based on what they can deliver but because they're women just like the whole bee thing like you're saying we're empowering black people so you just take a, a bunch of black people and you put them there or we're trying to diversify in our white company and then you like hire 30 percent black people you don't necessarily offer the best candidates you just offer them because they're black so are you then saying women that are occupying positions of power they are just put in place to meet quarters or they actually qualify to do the job not completely okay do you have specific examples of people that are holding positions of power that don't deserve to be in those positions i can't name drop or particularly like pinpoint or have you encountered women that are in positions of power right that are not suitable or capable of holding those positions or that shouldn't be in those positions in an ideal world 
ideal world, I can just think of the ruling party, the ANC. There's a lot of women in the ANC. Okay. There's a lot of female M- MPs, right? Mm-hmm. And most of them are ministers as well. Right. And when I look at them and their supposed roles, mm-hmm. they're not really doing a good job in those roles, right? Okay. In fact, I don't even know what they do. That's how I find how useless they are. It's not. I'm not merely saying that because they're women. I'm just pinpointing that there are women in leadership roles within the ANC that I honestly don't know what they're doing. But the same applies to men. Okay, can women lead though? In general, when you're generally looking at the whole situation with taking into account what you just said, can we then be in a position to say, uh, we, are, we as a society, we are ready to be led by women? In general, I can say women can lead. Okay. They definitely can. The same way men can lead. Right? They just need to be qualified for the roles that they will be leading in. That's all I, I, I'm saying. Okay. Everyone can be, can be chosen to be a leader, but not everyone will be good at leading. So the same can apply to men as well to say some men are just put into positions of power. Not that, not because they deserve to be there, yeah. But because maybe they know someone who owns the company or something like that. Because they're men, maybe. There's that bias as well. There's that bias on the women's side as well. So. But if you ways. okay, since you say you're job hunting, if you are to benefit from this, let's call it privilege mm-hmm. that women are afforded in in this society that we live in. Would you then complain if you are benefiting from it? I would complain. But I, honestly, looking at my current situation, I wouldn't complain vocally. Like, oh my God, men are being marginalized now. Or men are being screwed. I'm not going to say that out loud because I'm trying to feed myself and survive as well. Right? But it's not like I'm oblivious to the struggles that men go through. I'm not. I see it. Okay. So what do you say about people who are of the opinion that women cannot lead properly? Well, I'd say to those people that they really need to justify that position. I wouldn't say they're wrong and I, I don't want to say they're right as well. But they need to justify why they hold that particular position. What do you think? What do I think? Yeah, what do you think about people who say women can't lead, for instance? Well, it's, it's a tricky situation, right? I personally believe that women can lead, right? We've had women leading in different positions. History has women in positions of power leading. Mm-hmm. They led the freedom struggle throughout Africa. Mm-hmm. They... Hell, we even have uh, societies that are women-led, like the one in the Umoja village in Kenya and the, the Akans people in Ghana. They also have a women-led community where women actually hold positions of power. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Khoisans as well, they do have women in prominent positions of power within that society. So even though they might not have uh, chieftains that are women or chieftains that are men 
but women hold a position of power, right? Mm -hmm. So I believe that women can lead, women should lead, and uh, having to look in the current climate that we live in, mm-hmm. where women are perceived in a certain way to say, no, women are over-emotional, or if you put a woman in a position of power, they're going to use their positions to then oppress men, right? And to some extent, we have women who generally just hate men. We have women that are just bitter. Yeah, we have bitter women. So when we speak about women, and then we say, can women lead? I think that question is so compound to just say, yes, women can lead, or no, women cannot lead. because I mean, the same thing goes for men. Right? Okay. Men in positions of power, for instance. There are men who are on these power trips or they have they exploit female stuff okay right sexual favors in order for you to get a promotion you know they have to objectify women in the workplace there are men who do that right mm-hmm. a lot however there isn't a single man or people in general society where the, a person would come out and say you know men can't lead because they do that Right, but you find one bitter woman, let's say they are a supervisor somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And this person is just bitter. Then you come and say, you know what? This is a classic example of why women can't lead based on that one premise, right? Mm-hmm. So why is it convenient for society in general to have to stereotype women because of a select few? But when it comes to men, that doesn't fly. Okay. Uh. Well. I think it uh, it stems from the whole notion of saying uh, men have always been occupying positions of power. Like when you look at this, the way that society is structured, right? There are certain positions or certain roles that are set uh, specifically designated for men. Mm-hmm. You understand? Even in religious settings as well, right? I I don't I can't say I'm a Christian. Or uh, I claim I fall under any religious group of some sort. I used to, mm-hmm. you know, growing up in a, in a religious background, it was a prerequisite. Yeah. You understand? So with my little bit understanding of the Christian dogma that I know, right? Mm-hmm. The Bible, starting from the Genesis, right? Adam and Eve story, mm-hmm. you know, to say that uh, God created Eve out of Adam's rib. That whole story in itself, you know, it just uh, presents the notion that women are subordinate to men. Yes. And then uh, when you start Genesis, when you start your uh, religion or your religious dogma with that, throughout the Bible, we we get uh, Jezebel, we get Lilith, we get so many characters. Women are portrayed in subordinate roles. You understand? So having to take that into account and then you look at our societies, our societies are religious based. Mm-hmm. You understand? We we derive most of the things that we do from religious texts. Right? With that being said, mm-hmm. growing up and you are learning those things and you go to church every Sunday and the person that is preaching to you is a man. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you internalize that information. When you then go out in society, you cannot begin to conceptualize the issue of 
a woman being in a position of power or being a pastor or whatever. You understand? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I think uh, the notion to say women cannot lead or women are over emotional or women cannot do anything or hold positions of prominent power mm-hmm. stems from that understanding of religious dogma in the Christian sense. Because I, I don't I can't speak for other religions as well, but from the outside looking in, it looks like it's the same thing. You said one interesting point about uh, our society being religious based. Okay. Being whether the, the religion is Islam or Christianity. Mm-hmm. Especially in Southern Africa. Um, like uh, like I said. Southern Africa is like Christian based. The whole continent. Yeah, well, yeah, mo- almost the whole continent because there up north it's Islam and yeah. Arab um, religions, right? But Christian Christianity is like the is most the dominant. Dom- yeah, it's the dominant one. Since that is the case, and all of us, men, women, are subjected to that kind of religion, right? Do you then um, attribute this toxic patriarchy? Because, I mean, the Bible, it's Western patriarchy. And okay. we, we know how white women were oppressed in the West. Right? Okay. So since they came with that kind of dogma here, that's the reason why our societies are structured the way they are. To, a, to an extent where you get to ask men, so-called traditional men, about different, uh, let's say, gender roles or different duties, right? Or titles in society in general. Mm -hmm. And you get to find that there's a patriarchal base or foundation in most of the opinions they hold, right? Do you then blame religion for that or colonization? Or do you actually think before the introduction of colonialism and Western toxic patriarchy, African culture has always been structured like that? Well, I personally don't believe or think that African traditional cultures were structured like that because uh, I remember reading the Steve Biko book and he was talking about that I write uh, write what I like. Mm-hmm. There's a chapter in there when he was talking about when he was describing African societies, mm-hmm. and then he said something about how our societies are human based. They are they are human centered. Yeah, humanistic. Yeah. Yes. With that being said, I am of the opinion that our traditions and our cultures they incorporated everyone. So they might not have had a situation maybe uh our courts for example mm-hmm. to say that certain issues right let's say it's a domestic violence issue mm-hmm. if there's if there was a domestic issue that was uh happening mm-hmm. when you go to court clearly there has to be a woman on the panel to mm-hmm. have to listen and then give a, a a view from a woman's side an objective view yeah. you understand and to say that women in in those olden days mm-hmm. they were part of the community so whatever decision that needed to be made they had to be consulted they as well. had to be consulted as well 
it goes back to what I was saying to say women played a prominent role in like struggle against coloniz colonization, right? Mm -hmm. So having to take that into account and your question, it is then, it doesn't make sense, right? To think that African people colonized their women or they were oppressing their women to an extent where women did not have a voice or a role to play in society because mm -hmm. that alone speaks to the roles that women played and the positions that they occupy i mean look at uh winnie mandela mm -hmm. right south african freedom in my own opinion is you know was with, brought forth by that woman you know what i mean with the, if if you are a person and you don't want to acknowledge her contribution to the to the liberation of this country mm -hmm. i don't know you know there's no mandela without winnie there is no south african freedom in my in my so-called freedom or democracy yeah the one that we have on paper mm -hmm. you know that wouldn't be a, hell there is no great thinkers like Julius Malema today yeah. there wouldn't be all those people you know what I mean there wouldn't be so many people that came through her you understand mm -hmm. so for me I do not think that African traditional African societies their their uh, concept of patriarchy was the same as the Western one that excluded women in everything right because okay. when you look at it right having to go into the idea of marriage, yeah. right? To say, how can a household function, right? Mm -hmm. With a man only having to... Dictate. You know what I mean? What goes on in the household? Kalesami Stratulo in this house. You know what I mean? You know? It doesn't make sense to me, right? Because it takes... Like, remember that, that uh, notion that says it takes a village? Mm -hmm. I think it takes partnership, you know, to to make a marriage or a household work. So, I mean, the same way it takes a partnership to produce a family. You understand? I think it, it would require the same to raise it as well. You understand? So, I think we are so westernized to a point... To a point that we fail to recognize or we fail to acknowledge what our great ancestors lived like you know it doesn't make sense for me to say uh, when we look at some of the popular narrative to say no women some women cannot think for themselves they need a man to think for them right mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense to me because when i look at it one one person that uh drove me into consciousness the mm -hmm. one person that explained what white supremacy racism is to me to make me understand it and want to struggle for consciousness was a woman, mm -hmm. you know? So me having to sit here and then say from my mouth that women cannot think for themselves, they need a man to think for them. You know what I mean? It's just counterproductive. It's backwards mm -hmm. in my view. So, you know, I do not hold that opinion. Speaking of which, you mentioned uh, patriarchy there. What is your view of man? You as a modern woman. Do you consider yourself as a modern woman? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to believe I'm, more, I'm a modern woman, whether I choose to believe it or not, because we're living in modern times. Okay, you as a modern woman, how do you view man? <sighs> the way I view man, current man, yeah, yeah modern I, man. I see them as 
patriarchal. Maybe they do it, some of them do it consciously, some of them may do it on the subconscious level, and maybe some may do it unconsciously. Okay. You know? And I don't necessarily blame them. I mean, it's society's conditioning, right? Okay. To a point where, like, like Steve Bieber said in his book, what we're left with is a bastardized version of what we used to call cult, African cult, or traditions, right? Mm-hmm. So most of the viewpoints that Af- so-called African men hold about Africanness and African tradition, projecting it onto women and saying, oh, no, this is our culture, this is how a woman should behave, this is a man's role, right? Mm-hmm. It is based on the premise of toxic Western patriarchy. Because that is their conditioning, right? Okay. And then the product that we have is the bastardized version of, of course, what we call African culture. So what I think about them is that they fail to understand the extent to which they are part of the problem when it comes to oppressing women, right? And women who are on the receiving end of it, they too are influenced by the same forces that influence men, right? And then they react the way they do. I mean, you see how current black women behave. Yeah, that's the thing about modern women, right? When I look at modern women today, right? And uh, in my quest to spread consciousness... It is something that I do not necessarily feel that it reaches the people, you know, because modern women today, uh, let me just say you guys are preoccupied with everything else but consciousness, you know, you want to, you want to be sexually liberated, you want to sleep with as many people as you want. Let's just say both men and women, both African men and women are obsessed with useless things, counterproductive things, not just women. Yeah. That's where we are. Right? Yeah. Men do a lot of toxic things. Women do a lot of toxic things. And we do all these toxic things to each other. And since we're doing them to each other, we cannot get along. And you guys hide behind the so called privilege that you guys have. The system I was the very same counterproductive women with all those privileges to oppress men. And men, because the system doesn't cushion men the way it cushions black women, I hate to say this, they find other avenues of having to lash out. But the thing is, uh, black women are the people that are oppressing their men or their bashing. Uh, at this point, is consciously. No, you, you guys are consciously doing so. it. I think you guys should just have to own up to the mere fact that majority of you guys, you actually hate men because... The system wants you to hate men. No. And you're doing it because it Listen, pays. Men are toxic. I'm a woman. And I've been subjected to bowel treatment from men. And they're toxic women as well. Listen, I have been on the receiving end of bad treatment from men. You understand? And the position that some women hold that they hate men. I once upon a time hated men. Right? And I had valid reasons why I had to hate men. But then now since I'm maturing and starting to understand some of the dynamics around this whole issue of hatred towards one another, I'm starting to think for 
it is not necessarily your fault entirely as to some of the things that you do right and even though that is the case we need you men to hold yourselves accountable and take your part in it acknowledge your part in the wrongdoing and stop saying oh no the system is making me like this and women should do the same thing too yes. and stop hiding behind the privilege we should all do the same thing right but the first step towards doing that in my opinion right is acknowledging your part in it you are part of the problem but whenever we tackle those kind of issues it's always someone has to be the saint and i have to blame the next person and that's not how we solve problems i hear you and i am of the opinion that before we get to a point where we start accounting we need to both you and i men and women we need to look at this whole holistic situation to say no we might be part of the problem we are part of the problem mm -hmm. we get that but there is a person there's an enemy here yes right this enemy is the one is the one that is driving this wedge in between us to have what people consider as uh gender wars between black men and black women right mm -hmm. because i'm pretty sure if we were to take a survey right yes most women most black women are going to talk about how they hate black men and then most black men are going to you know vice versa it, mm -hmm. it goes like that and at the end of the day we're just victim blaming right yes. to say there is an enemy here and it's definitely not you and it's not me yes right and uh the aim of this podcast is to conscientize the people to say okay fine look at outside don't look inward right look outward and actually see that as much as women believe that men have some sort of privilege and women believe that women have some sort of privilege right mm -hmm. it all boils down to one thing to say there's a person behind the smoke screen who is uh, a jipero of some sort who is pulling the strings to say we give you this you do that mm -hmm. fight uh leave your wife but but here's the thing about your analysis and what you're saying right the reason why i'm saying you say we have to look externally and i say you need to start internally because when you want to start implementing things on the outside right mm -hmm. you need to come to a conscious decision to start behaving differently to start changing your behavior your behavior is not going to change because external forces want your behavior to change you have to want to change you understand Here's the thing. We have noticed that there's a lot of black men marrying white women. And, white and they consciously go out there looking for white women, right? So in order for those people to start changing their behavior, it's not about who you love and all those uh, that other rubbish, right? Love who you love and we get that. But now that you realize the subjugation of black people ne, and the repercussions of your actions, in the future right you need to take a conscious decision it starts internally right so as much as a black man you for instance might go out there and say you know what i like yellow bones i like white wings come on go ahead <laughs> this is that person it's cool it's cool right? okay you like white women when you look at a dark-skinned chick right she's not attractive in your eyes right okay but when you have the consciousness of what makes you prefer white women or light-skinned women for instance right 
and then you color yourself and say you know what let me reprimand myself and start making a conscious decision to go for black women find black women attractive right you're going to start doing it and you're going to start liking it the same way you were conditioned to like white women and yellow boys because this trend here light-skinned women colorism right light-skinned women to the point where they, they are being called yellow bones and you know everyone wants to have a yellow bone on their arm it took conditioning you didn't just wake up and say a yellow bone is cute right okay so that was just an example that i was giving and i'm saying the process starts with you it's not like all women have to all of a sudden they go into the sun and start tanning and then all of us remain brown and then after we're all brown you start being attracted to brown women that's not going to happen you have to take a conscious decision to like brown women black dark-skinned women it starts in the brain that's where it starts i do not disagree with you matter the same goes for women as well because you guys majority of you guys you are it goes back to that whole um uh men are toxic toxic uh masculinity mm -hmm. men are trash that whole conditioning that you south african women mostly are going through that process that we went through right and the whole issue of gender-based violence as well that is to a certain extent it's some sort of conditioning as well right to say when you look in reality right now we have a lot of black celebrities female celebrities mm -hmm. marrying outside the the, the race mm -hmm. and then we have a lot of women in general black women marrying outside the race and they'll give you reasons as to why they do it yeah you understand so as much as you are right by saying men are conditioned to want to be with white well, white women yeah and but, black women as well but what i'm trying to say is in order for us to black women and black men to come to an amicable solution mm -hmm. right we have to look inward and say you know what each of us has to be willing to come to a point where we have to compromise something and the point where we get to fight a lot is the point of having to compromise how many i don't want to compromise as a woman because the standards are this i want to be taken out i want a man who can afford to take care of me black men are not in a position to do that so the only option I have is what? To marry outside the race because those men can be able to meet my standards, right? Okay. But if I take a conscious decision to adjust my standards because I know very well that my man, a black dude, cannot in this current landscape and climate meet those standards, I'm making a compromise, right? And you, as a black man, who's African and maybe to a certain extent cultural and traditionalist, right? Okay. You have to be able to come to a decision and say, you know what, I'm willing to compromise this and that because maybe what I expect from my woman is influenced by what? The very same system that is influencing her to have those kind of standards about men. Wife material, for instance. What's a wife material? For me, is a cultured woman. What is a cultured woman? A woman who still uh, holds uh, traditional African values, some sort of it. We just discussed this not so long ago. We said, what we have is a bastardized version of culture. Now, when you say you want the cultured woman, 
of which culture that very same bastardized culture the thing is right uh one thing that i like about african tradition culture is as much as uh the colonizers the oppressors the enemy came in and then bastardized our culture right this is something that does not die yes right and we are not we are not necessarily saying we should abide by the old uh go and culture is evolving you understand mm -hmm. throughout right we have our forefathers we have our ancestors that lived a certain lifestyle mm -hmm. they looked at the bastardized and they saw that some things are not working yes. and then they changed here and there to say when i talk about a cultured woman i'm talking about a woman who who carries herself with respect you understand yes and uh this might offend a couple of women out there to say for me a woman who knows how to dress properly you understand you still respect yourself to dress adequately adequate in the sense uh you having to show butt cheeks you having to wear crop tops and you know you have to wear all, all Walk those in the streets half naked basically you understand a, a woman who does not do that you understand a woman who still holds the standards the values of saying i want a family i want a black man and, and such and such you understand women women who hold those values that is white material to me you know and respectful and respectful in a sense uh you respect me not that because you're my subordinate you respect me in the sense that you genuinely be you believe that you and i are partners and therefore i'm worth of your respect yes you understand that is the traditional cultural woman that i perceive as marriage material as compared to when we look at most of modern women right modern women are westernized women i mean the standards We're of all beauty westernized. yes and you you as the man who wants the cultured woman you are also westernized so you cannot be to a sense to a sense all of us are yes and i'm saying sometimes the reason why maybe when it comes to traditional or cultural stuff we butt heads ne? is because men have these high expectations of how women should be right and that is not working in the current climate climate god that right that is not working but somehow you as this westernized man you want this hardcore cultural traditional woman right the one that your grandfather had you want that woman in this current climate i don't want and the same that woman i don't want the same woman i want a woman that they might not abide to all of those things you understand but it all boils down to basic fundamentals yes respect respect right if you do not have respect for yourself how then can you respect me you understand you are not swayed by superficial artificial things some people's ideologies for example right i would for me a wife material is a woman who consciously seeks enlightenment or consciousness you understand you okay. should be in a position to say make up your own mind look look in the world and then you see what's going on right and then you take a decision you take a stand and say you know what this is not working or this has not worked based on observations right basic, so what should what should i do basically you're saying we should form our own worldview you understand to say all of us are victims of white supremacy racism 
we've been talking about white supremacy racism throughout mm. the whole podcast yeah. you understand and as a result of that mm. having to wait for someone to come here and then teach us white consciousness for example what we are doing right now right mm -hmm. It is counterproductive because no one out there, there is no way the enemy is going to give you tools to overthrow the enemy, right? So, modern women and modern men, right? If we are not going into the world with our own worldview, forming our own worldview, having our own opinions, not being swayed by medias Popular or... narratives. You know what I mean? Yeah. Having to take our own stance and say, you know what, this does not work. Or this has not been working so far. Dressing a certain way has not been working so far because if we look at it, just like colorism, right? Colorism, at the best core of it, it benefits a certain group of people because when women get go into bleaching, mm -hmm. the people who are producing these chemicals to bleach, white supremacy, mm -hmm. right? So when women start wearing bum shorts, the people that are producing these bum shorts white supremacy we get that right and then I, I don't want to sound like i'm defending toxic behavior here but we're going to say the reason why women go and buy tubs of bleaching pills right is because men generally like light-skinned women right we wear the bum shorts and revealing clothes because that's what gets the attention of men you understand what i'm saying so it's a struggle that needs to be tackled by both parties. A man should have to adjust his behavior so that women can adjust their behavior as well. It's, True. Ev it's everybody's responsibility at this point. True. Because it doesn't just take one part to solve the problem. Men and women, especially black men, because we speak on behalf of the natives right that's why native society mm -hmm. being part of this society we have to take the initiative to change ourselves because if we do not do that well we're just going to be continuing the vicious cycle you understand mm -hmm. so I, I think we we pretty much you know covered what we needed to cover in this segment yeah. and uh th if we left something out that is for the person listening right now to have to you know say something because we do have a whatsapp group mm -hmm. you know you can join in the whatsapp group and then you can say what you want to say what we didn't say what you agreed what you disagree with what would what you'd like to add we would love to hear from you in the whatsapp group send voice notes text just engage you know what i mean yeah so uh before we go uh happy women's month and uh yeah i hope you enjoy august i hope it brings you great things and you get a job you know you, you get a job you know you know you know <laughs> what i mean but anyway uh thank you for listening it has been coda and nubia and this was and still is native society podcast and we are out peace peace